entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm your host, Marty Wolf, and you can learn more about me and my work and ask questions about this show or any past shows at MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. My guests today are with Cascade Engineering. They are located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they are a diversified manufacturer with expertise in large-scale plastic injection molded components. Cascade Engineering is organized into nine strategic business units serving a wide diversity of markets, including transportation, environmental services, commercial products, material handling, polymer compounding, and RFID asset tracking. Two of those folks are with me today, and they are Kenyatta Brame. I think I got that right, Kenyatta. Did I? You're right on point. Excellent. And Kenyatta is the Executive Vice President and Chief Administrative Officer for the Cascade Engineering family of companies, and Mark Miller, the President and Chief Executive Officer for the Cascade Engineering family of companies, is with me also. Welcome to the Business Builders Show, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm thrilled you're here. Uh, our fir- I first got connected to you, heard more about you when I was in uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the uh, University of Michigan Ross School of Business, and uh, you were there also. And uh, I heard about the great presentation that you made, and I've looked at your company, so I'm I'm really really excited that you're able to join me today. Some points. So anybody who's listening may want to write down to make sure that I do my job and we cover these points that I'd like to talk about is what you call, what Cascade Engineering calls, your triple line heritage, why you are a certified B Corp, your welfare to career slash return citizens programs, and your anti-racism statement and activities. So we have a lot to cover. And I'm going to start by uh, with Mark by asking him this question. So are you ready to go, Mark? You bet I am. Who is Fred Keller? And talk to me about the uh, transition that's happened recently, I guess, within the last few months at Cascade Engineering. So, yeah, uh, Fred Keller. Uh, Fred Keller is the founder of Cascade Engineering Family of Companies. Uh, Fred founded the company back in the early 70s, um, and until a couple of years ago, uh, Fred Keller not only was the founder, but he was also the CEO, the president, the chairman, and a host of other titles uh, that go along with that, inclusive of serial entrepreneur, uh, progressive business person, uh, incredible systems thinker. Mm-hmm. So that's a very brief, broad overview of who Fred Keller is, and he has an engineering as well as a business uh, formal background. Okay. Um, so when, did, when and how did you enter into this picture, now that we've introduced yeah. Fred? Sure. So um, about 10 years ago, uh, just over 10 years ago, I joined the Cascade Family Companies 
through one of our businesses. It's a company called Cascade, or excuse me, CK Technologies. Uh, we're based out of Ohio with businesses in Ohio, North Carolina, and Texas. Uh, I joined there in, um, in, as the vice president of sales, and then within a year I became the president of that business and ran that business for about six years and then progressively picked up additional responsibilities within the family of companies that culminated with me coming three and a half years ago to Grand Rapids to become president of all the family companies and then two years ago becoming CEO of all the companies. So that's, that's a little bit about the, the mechanics piece of it. Yes. Uh, and the, the transition is, is actually very interesting. So you can imagine this is a, an incredibly progressive, forward-thinking organization um, that is a reflection of, of Fred. And it's taking me several years to get an appreciation for what that meant. And I referenced system thinking in the past. Uh, early in the conversation, and it's really required me to understand the role that business plays in in the community. And it's taken Fred a while to be com- get comfortable with me understanding that as well. Okay. And that's played in uh, enabling this whole transition to take place. Yeah. Uh, you know, that sounds like, um, I'll put it in this language, Pretty big uh, shoes to fill. Yeah, that, that's accurate, and, and I view it that way. But, I, but I'm also, I uh, have enough self-awareness to, to recognize uh, I'm not Fred Keller. Ah. Uh, and, that's, and that's okay. Uh, Fred has incredible skills, and I have uh, perhaps uh, some skills just in different areas. Yeah. And, and I'll give you an example of that. So you talked about the you know, the heritage of the triple bottom line, right. you know, which is our purpose. Right. You know, it's uh, basically, it's, it's who we are. It's our reason for being, you know, the commitment to society, the environment, and to financial health. Fred did those things, especially on the society environment thing, because he knew it was the right thing to do. Hmm. Which take it, and that's plenty good enough. But I've come to realize and appreciate it's not only the right thing to do, but from a business perspective, it's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, mind you, you need, you need to stretch your time horizons. Yes. But that's, that's an example of the differences, both with the same um, end game in mind. Yes. The triple bottom line, um, and we're going to get into that in a little more detail. But I, I'm glad you said that because um, this is a primer. This is a business show. Business people listen to this, and there are—I hate to say this—but there are some cynical people out there, and and so they'll say, "Okay, that's that's all sounds really nice, but it's not only the right thing to do, but you're proving it's the right thing to do financially." Correct? That, that is correct. I mean, a perfect example. So all of our metrics are broken into three buckets, and no surprise, we're manufacturers. We've got a lot of data, a lot of KPIs out there. Yeah. So this is not all soft stuff. We've got them around uh, people, we've got them around planet, and we've got them around profit. And I can, I can share some of them with you. Right now, in the history of the company, on the people side, we're experiencing our best safety numbers in the history of the company. Wow. On the planet side we're experiencing our lowest uh, 
uh, waste generation. We've many facilities that are zero waste in the history of the company. And oh, by the way, this little thing on the profit side, you know, the last three years, we've had the best revenue, the best profit in the history of the company. I'm convinced. And so this is not an either or proposition. Uh, in fact, and when you get good at it, and, and we're still working at it, you can use them as leverage, one leveraging the other, and we absolutely see that on the people side, and we see that with some of the programs that we've got on the people side, and that in turn turning into higher productivity, which resonates with folks that may be cynical. I'm speaking with Mark Miller, and he is the president and CEO of Cascade Engineering. And regarding the planet part of that, I heard the presentation that you did at the Ross School of Business, and you told the story about an experience that you had around electroplating. Would you mind sharing that? Yeah, sure. It's, a, it's actually it's a great story. Um, while I was at CKT, when I was fortunate enough to uh, run CKT, uh, CKT, them, their market is the uh, medium uh, heavy-duty truck, and primarily in four segments. It's in bumpers, grills, chassis skirts, and roof bearings. And they've got dominant market share in all of those. So in the grill market, the, the, the Class A finish in the grill market is electroplating. And CK has about 70 to 80% market share. And we've outsourced that for, had outsourced it at the time for several years. And we had a customer come to us and say, you know, uh, that's not very uh, cost effective. We'd like you to vertically integrate or we're going to consider, consider resourcing. So the team came and said, you know, Mark, we've got this challenge. Customer wants us to vertically integrate, and uh, we're going to have to evaluate that. So fine, go ahead and do the analysis. Uh, they came back and they said, you know, here's the good news, Mark. We can vertically integrate. It's going to take about $10 million in capital. Uh, we can give the customer some productivity uh, give backs. And we can increase our margins. We can drop it to the, you know, uh, drop some of the money to the bottom line. Mm. So, basic B school fashion, this would be a no-brainer. Great ROI, mm-hmm. happy customer, better profits. But then we we decided in the challenge team, well, let's understand electroplating a little better. Let's understand the dynamics of electroplating. And what we learned, because up until then we had been up, outsourcing it. Yes. And what we learned is electroplating. Is a is a toxic process. Yes. Yes. Uh, Electroplating is not environmentally friendly process. So the long and short of it, we came to the conclusion, and I I let the team know, uh, we're not going to invest in electroplating. It makes no sense to me. I don't know who it would make sense to, to commission assets that are going to be environmentally unfriendly to the communities in which you do business. Now that just escapes me. But here's what we will do. We will go ahead and fund development for a technology that's more environmentally friendly that will displace electroplating. And it's taken us several years, and we're on the cusp of now commercializing that technology, which will be disruptive to the industry. It'll be more environmentally friendly, and it will be more cost-effective. Wow. So that, and it's interesting because that embodies something that I always heard Fred said that it Never made sense to me. He says, Mark, you can use sustainability to drive innovation. And that was a, one of the first and, and clearest examples for me is how that, actually ha- how that actually happens. And it goes back to the whole complementary nature of the triple bottom line. Yes. So the environmental piece, 
and the people piece does not operate separately of the profit piece. As a matter of fact, they all work together, and they can all be leveraged uh, to uh, get better results on all three dimensions. I would so say brilliant. I love that story. I'm glad you were to share it again, and it completely aligns with your triple bottom line. Kenyatta Brame, let's bring you into this, and you are the Executive Vice President and Chief Administrative Officer for the Cascade Engineering family of companies. Uh, welcome, Kenyatta. Um I'd like for you to address, start to address uh, the whole idea of being a certified B Corp. What is that? Why did you do it? Why should our business audience care about that? All right, so um, uh, let me um, take a step back and dovetail um, off some of the things that um, Mark was saying. First of all, um, we are a certified B Corp because we believe that program helps and supports our triple bottom line um, company. So, um, I always tell um, individuals or audience I'm talking to, when I went to, to, to business school, they taught us the purpose of a business was to maximize profit for shareholders. And that's all you were supposed to, to do is that Friedman um, um, principle. And at Cascade Engineering, uh, we don't believe in that. Of course, we believe and support the triple bottom line, which is people, planet, and profit equally. And what the B certification does is it allows us to certified to a standard. So first of all, there's now an industry standard of what a B Corp um, is. Um, it's like an audit, it's an external audit, whether it's sort of similar to ISO or um, another type of third-party um, auditing program. So it's not just us saying that um, we've reached a level, it's a third party saying that we've reached a level. It allows us to benchmark ourselves against other organizations. Um, it creates a community of B-certified companies so we can learn um, from each other. And probably most importantly is that it allows us to improve ourselves. So we look at issues of, you know, um, of our people practices, our community practices, our environmental practices, and, and our profit um, um, practices. Mm-hmm. And we're allowed to have this standard and then each year uh, improve on those on those standards, and so that's why we are a B certified um, corporation. Now, if I understand this correctly, you are one of the largest, if not the largest, um, certified B Corp. Why is that a big deal? Well, let me. I'm going to maybe answer some of the questions because I want more details on this. My understanding, not that I'm an expert in B Corps, is that for the most part they're quote unquote smaller companies. I mean, you have uh, 1,500, 600 employees worldwide. Um, why is why is it a right fit for a company your size or a right fit for you, I guess, well, at that we size? Were, um, uh, the largest B Corp for many years, and then um, our owner, um, Fred Keller, had a conversation with the leadership of Patagonia. He uh, actually convinced them to be uh, uh, a uh, certified corporation. And then when they joined um, the ranks, we became the second largest I certified corporation I see. Okay. Um, in the world. So, um we're, um, once again, not the largest, but the reason that um, a lot of smaller organizations um, are able to um, become um, B Corps relatively easy because it's, it's, it's a hard standard. It's a hard certification process. There you and go. When, you're, when you're smaller, um, you're able to be more um, nimble. Also, for example, if you're a, a nonprofit 
um, your core purpose may be to focus on the triple bottom line. Um, often, um, larger corporations may have different purposes. Yes. And they're learning about the triple bottom line now, and so they're, gonna have, they're having to convert some of their practices and policies to be consistent with this. Yes. With those things. Whereas with Cascade Engineering, from the beginning of our incorporation, uh, we were always we, believe, we always believed in the triple bottom line um, philosophies. And so for us, becoming a B-certified corporation wasn't that hard yes. because we didn't have to change um, that much. But once again, what it allowed us to do is identify areas where we can become better and improve on those uh, particular areas. Yes, I mean, the whole idea of social entrepreneurship is certainly, quote-unquote, in vogue now, and it's certainly happening. But in a, in a company like yours, Cascade Engineering, as you say, the family of companies, you have companies uh, and and products and services all over the world. You're in manufacturing. You're in very complex industries. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here thinking this is hard to do what you're doing. <laughs> so I commend you for that. I, I I truly commend Fred and 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 the team. Now you guys. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's difficult. It takes real focus. Boy, I went off track well, there. Given you, you know. say that because. When we have conversations with other manufacturers, particularly large manufacturers, they have sort of similar comments. Uh-huh. But when you look at it internally, we have these conversations. We just think, well, this is what we should be doing. Yes. It's not hard for us because we truly um, believe in uh, it. Good and, point. Um, and it actually, as Mark indicated, it allows us to be engaged in our work. It makes our work more fulfilling. Um, when I go talk to um, young uh, potential uh, cascade engineering employees, you know, some of the things they ask me is, you know, what are you doing for your community? Um, when I, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer, when I graduated from law school, people ask two questions. What city are you going to and how much money are you going to make? Yeah. This yeah. generation is very different. They ask, what kind of impact are you having in your communities? Yes. And when they decide where they're going, that is one of the criteria they're using. So that's, yes. been a, a, that's allowed us to help. Yes. Uh, be more attractive to this next generation of potential leaders. Yeah, the the other thing I'll comment on that is the one night the other thing about the, the purpose and the triple bottom line is the alignment that it enables with regard to our culture. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, the latest thinking is culture eats strategy yes. for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. culture enables the fulfillment. The culture enables the engagement, and that yields the higher productivity. Mind you, that's not why we did it. We've been doing this for decades. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that now the latest thinking is catching up. Is yeah, uh, yeah. And the latest generation uh, alignment, as Kenyatta just alluded to. And also, the the B certification just sort of gives us common language. Um, so that when we're talking to other companies, whether they're in California or, or in China or in Australia or whatever, we have a common language now built around uh, B-certification around the triple bottom line. Yeah, and back to that culture. Uh, if you're, We're all hiring millennials because we have to, and it's the right thing to do. But, but boy, that's an attraction to your company. They want to be uh, come to a company with a purpose, correct? Most definitely. It's very important to, um, to them. And... As we look at this next generation, um, that's something that hopefully will allow them to um, stay engaged. Yes. Um, we often hear that millennials will change jobs every several years. Yes. But if we also learn, are learning that when they find work they find is meaningful and allows them to have both impact on their personal lives and in their, um, in their work lives, they will stay with the company. And I'm excited about that opportunity. There's the magic sauce. Okay, but easier said than done, and you're doing it. So let's talk about your workforce. Let's transition. You have some 
very innovative, very neat programs. Uh, welfare to career, returning citizens programs. Um, either one of you, you choose who wants to address those. But talk to me about those programs. Fascinating. So um, we're known for um, some of our some of our social um, innovations, and let me talk about two different programs um, that we have. Let me start off by talking about our reentry um, program, returning citizens. So returning citizens are individuals who are leaving um, the prison population, coming back to communities. Um, particularly in Western Michigan, we have thousands of these individuals coming back to Grand Rapids every year. Um, in the past, a lot of employers would use criminal background as a filter um, in hiring. So if you were to come to an organization and fill out an application and you would check that box, um, have you ever committed, committed a crime? Have you ever been convicted of a misdemeanor? Uh, do you have an arrest a record? And those, by the way, are all inappropriate questions. The appropriate question to ask is, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Mm. And if an individual um, marked that box, they would take that application and really throw it in the trash without considering yes. them. Yes. Um, one thing that we've done at Cascade Engineering is that we have guidelines that um, indicate that we will consider individuals with criminal background. And so when we're, when we're looking at an individual, we look at you know, when the crime was committed, committed the type of offense, uh, the number of convictions a person may have had, rehabilitation, and then um, their record since um, their, uh, their crimes were committed. And so we believe that by giving these individuals opportunity, um, we are having a positive impact on our community because when these individuals can't find employment, yes. they're more likely to end up back in, in prison. So we believe in providing opportunities to individuals, and we think that if we provide somebody training, um, we provide them a, a culture that is supportive, that they can be successful. And we are seeing that happen here in, in Grand Rapids and in Cascade Engineering. Yes. Um, Related to that, we're part of a program called 32-2. And so Mark talked about the heart and mind, and sometimes we're having conversations with other employers about issues of, of social nature, like returning citizens. Some of them you can appeal to with the heart, and some of them need more data. And so with the 32-2 program, what we're doing is that we've got 30 employers in Western Michigan that have agreed to hire two individuals with criminal backgrounds, and we're going to track them for two years. And our belief is, is that when we look at the data, we will see that individuals with criminal backgrounds can be just successful, just as successful as the general population. And so we're working um, toward that goal. Wow. So that is a project that we are working with Butterball and actually the um, Attorney General Pat, uh, Western Michigan, Pat Miles. And we've got a group of employers and nonprofits that are coming together to hopefully inspire other employers to give individuals with criminal backgrounds opportunities. Wow. Phenomenal. And, Go yeah, ahead. And I'll just comment from a, from a bigger picture perspective. And the fact of the matter is, we, we must be honest with ourselves, we have an incarceration epidemic in this country. Yes. The, the public sector is not going to solve this. The private sector uh, has to play a role. Now, this is not being altruistic because it, it also comes back to the point, it's the smart thing to do. Number one is, it's a whole other pool of potential resources that we can tap into. And the other thing, a business cannot outperform the community in which it does business for any extended period of time. Wow, so yeah. the smart thing to do is to raise the overall water level of the community and the business will rise alongside of it. Now, you must 
stretch your time horizons again when you think like that. But that goes back to that systems thinking. So did you just uh, did you just flip a switch and this was in place? No, we've been working on this since the early 19, uh, the late 1990s, and so this has been an evolution. That's funny you say that, because sometimes people um, call us and say, hey, how do we do exactly what you're, yes. yeah. what you're doing? And um, when we tell our story, we talk about, you know what, some of our programs have multiple iterations. Um, the first time we tried something, it may not have been successful. And one thing great about working at Cascade Engineering is that we're not, a, we're not afraid of failure. We make mistakes, and we learn from those mistakes. And so that's why we're having the success that we've had, we're having today is because in the past, when we had these um, failures, we had leadership that was willing to accept their failures and build upon the program to make them better. But, but you are, what was holding that together, I assume, is your triple bottom line of people, planet, and profit. That was the North Star, I guess. We'll use that phrase. That said, we're going to keep trying. This is going to work. This is a practical and a human application. We're going to keep trying. We're going to keep figuring it out. Now, if I read something that maybe one of the um, uh, secret sauces uh, that you actually had someone on the wor- in, the, in the workplace, a social worker or something like that, that you actually had someone in the plant, uh, t- talk to me about that. Am I accurate? And talk to me about that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to change to uh, another program we, we've had, and that's called our Welfare um, oh, okay. Program. Okay. What that program is, is once again, we believe that if you give somebody on welfare an opportunity, and you provide them training to be successful in a culture that's supportive of them, um, they can have a long-term career at Cascade um, Engineering. And we were, we had a goal of trying to get people on, off welfare and giving them employment, you know, 20 plus years ago. And the first couple of times we tried it, we weren't successful. Um, but we learned that if we hired and um, had a person from the Department of, of, of Health and Human Services at Cascade Engineering, the likelihood of these individuals being successful doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Wow! And, uh, yeah. and so, so we're the, we were the only company at the state in the state at the time that actually had a person from um, the government actually sitting in their facilities. So oh. this was successful for, for a couple of different reasons. First of all. Um, when uh, there was a concern or they had an issue, they didn't have to try to go downtown or, or try to get off work to go have an appointment with their social worker. They can actually walk to this individual's office and have a conversation um, with her. Yes. Um, the second thing that we did was is that we were able to give her access to some of our systems. So if you were an individual um, that was receiving the benefits, um, um, this individual, her name is, is Joyce Gutierrez Marsh, Marsh. And she would um, get a report that said, that said, hey, Kenyatta wasn't at work today. And so she would actually give me a call and say, hey, Kenyatta, what was going on? And she could ask questions that I, as an employer, shouldn't ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also give them resources, whether mm-hmm. it was transportation, whether it was child care, or whether it was a billion different things. She could help break down these barriers that allow them to be successful. We all know that the number one reason people um, lose their employment is because of attendance. And when you're coming out of poverty, there may be many things Mm -hmm. that middle class individuals don't think about that can be barriers. And she helped us break those barriers down. Yeah, two words came into my mind, Kenyatta, was practical and profound. So um, we have been and we are speaking with Kenyatta Brame, and he's the executive vice president and chief administrative officer for the Cascade Engineering family of companies. And Mark Miller, the president and chief executive officer of the Cascade Engineering family of companies. Gentlemen, if people want to learn more, 
more? Should they go to your website, CascadeEngineering.com? How, how can they learn more? And most definitely. If you go to our website, you'll see a lot of information about the company and, and our programs. And, um, and, and hopefully interviews like this will allow us to uh, reach a different audience, a larger audience. Excellent. Okay, we have one more topic because uh, some people do, do actually listen to what I say at the beginning of the show and they hold me accountable. So we have, well, I have one more thing we want to talk about. And that is something that I see that you call your anti-racism statement. Talk to me about that, either one of you. Yeah, I'll, I'll let uh, Kenyatta uh, go into more detail, but I want to step back and, and talk about our culture relative to how that plays into the anti-racism. So a key part of our culture and the attributes, um, you know, treating people with dignity and respect is inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. And part of that inclusiveness also speaks to what Kenyatta was just talking even on the welfare to career and, and the prisoner entry. It's being non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. It's being supportive, not judgmental. Mm-hmm. And when you open your arms, as opposed to having your arms crossed, it's amazing how much more you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you talk more about the program. Uh, I will comment on how beneficial it is to us the various experiences and backgrounds that we get to the table, which, which at the end of the day yields better innovation than we would have got uh, in the absence of those multitude of experiences and backgrounds. But speak more specifically about the program, Kenyatta. And so um, we are one of the very few companies um, in the United States that has an anti-racism um, policy, and actually um, we're a, sort of like B Corp, we're audited by a third party called a prosecutor. A partnership for a racism-free community, and they actually come in and audit us about our, our program and um, the things that, that, that we do. And so, uh, you know, we've got a long statement, and I won't read the, the statement, but the bottom line is, is that at Cascade Engineering, we're not only are we not afraid to talk about issues of race, we encourage discussions about issues uh, of race. For example, um, you know, last year when... Um, they were having riots in, in Ferguson, uh, our employees got together and we talked about you know, what was going on in the world. And, and, and we use a method called dialogue where people come together and they have conversations. And the purpose of this conversation is not to prove or win an argument. The purpose of the conversation is to increase understanding. And so the question was asked, could a Ferguson-type situation happen in Grand Rapids, Michigan? And it was interesting because part of the part of the room said, you know what, that could never happen in Grand Rapids because we're so different than Ferguson. And part of the room said, you know what, that could happen tonight in Grand Rapids because we're not very different um, from Ferguson. And so the dialogue we had allowed people to understand where the different perspectives were coming from. So everybody left with a increased understanding and a better understanding. Um, We've got an environment where people can ask hard and difficult questions. I often joke that I spend more time with Mark Miller than I do with my own family. And as a person of, of color, I like to have an, a place of employment where I can talk about things that are, that are important um, unto me. And race is something that's, that's significant in, in my life. Mm-hmm. And we also have an environment where a person can come into my office and ask me a question without fear of, of judgment. And sometimes, you know, people come to my office and they ask me the strangest or the weirdest questions that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. But I know they're coming not from a place, they're not trying to hurt my feelings, they're not trying 
um, to do anything but increase their knowledge. And if they've never had the ability to talk to a person of color about this, how are they going to learn? How are they going to increase their understanding? Because if you, you know, go to work, which is a diverse population of Cascade Engineering, if you go back home and you live in a, you live with people who just look like you, if you go to church and you only go to church with people who look like you, where can you have these conversations? And one of the places we believe we can have these conversations are at work. And so we provide employees with those opportunities. Wow. And just build, building off of that, just for clarification, we are not so arrogant to think that we're going to solve this problem. But we also, we're not naive to believe that the tension doesn't exist. So in our environment, let's, let's not avoid it. Let's talk about it. Let's yes. raise the overall understanding. Yes. Wow. Um, folks, you can go to CascadeEngineering.com. You can see the different things that they're talking about. And uh, Kenyatta, I wish we did have time to read uh, the anti-racism statement. It is profound. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk about everything we talked about. We need to to wrap up. So is there anything that I forgot to ask, a point that you want to drive home? Um, Talk to me. Is there anything that I missed that you want to talk about? You're looking at each other and saying, no, I think he covered it. You know, one thing I'd like um, to say is that, you know, before I came to came and worked at Cascade Engineering. I think there were there were two Kenyattas. There was a Kenyatta that you know, contributed to his community, that worked um, with Boy Scouts, that went to church, um, that tried to be a good citizen. There was a Kenyatta that came to work and just tried to make money for um, my company at the time. And now Cascade Engineering has allowed there to be one Kenyatta. And so the same Kenyatta that is working in the community talking about issues of, 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 of social justice. It's the same Kenyatta that comes to Cascade Engineering and tries to make this business successful. And therefore, they have a, a very engaged employee. We talk about discretionary effort at Cascade Engineering, and I think that I give everything that I have to Cascade Engineering because this is a company that makes me whole and it makes me engage in the community. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm going to... Go ahead, Mark. In closing, uh, for those businesses out there and for those individuals that are a little cynical or skeptic, uh, I understand that. Um, but uh, what I can tell you is, you know, while this on the surface, may, it may look like the right thing to do, which it is, uh, but we've got data that validates that it's also the smart thing to do from a business perspective. So I, these are going to be my words, not yours, but I believe this firmly in what you're doing and other folks that I know who are friends of mine. Business can change the world. And we are doing that with uh, folks like you and the companies that I'm familiar with. I'm so proud that you are connected to uh, the Business Builder Show. And uh, I hope this message gets out to not thousands, but millions of people. So, gentlemen, from Cascade Engineering, Kenyatta Brame, the Executive Vice President and Chief Administrative Officer, and Mark Miller, the President and Chief Executive Officer for the Cascade Engineering Companies. Thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. Thank you, Marty. Folks, you have been listening to the Business Builders Show. I am your host, Marty Wolf. You can learn more about me and you can give me feedback on this show or any of our shows by going to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. So on behalf of myself and my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, thank you so much and have a terrific week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. 